Welcome to another edition of Spotlight on Natural Resources. With us is a new voice, Allison Neubauer. Welcome, Allison. Thank you, Bill. So, uh, tell us about the program you want to talk about here this morning. Sure. So, Lawn to Lake is an educational program that connects how the actions we take on land ultimately affect our water resources. When we talk to homeowners, we're essentially looking at our lawn and landscaping practices with a watershed perspective. Hmm. Everybody lives in a watershed, whether it's a nearby lake, a stream, or a river. And when rain falls or snow melts, that water travels along the land until it either directly runs off into a local water body or gets funneled there through a network of gutters, curbs, and storm drains. So it's not just the people that live near a lake that this is important to to get this message? No. Um, everybody lives in a watershed, um, and in urban and suburban areas in particular, this stormwater runoff becomes polluted with various chemicals and substances that it picks up along the way. So Lawn to Lake messaging is focused on protecting the health of our waterways by reducing the amount of fertilizer and pesticides that we're putting on our lawns. So what kinds of problems do the pesticides and the fertilizers cause for our, our waterways? The issue with fertilizer is excess nutrients. So specifically, nitrogen and phosphorus are winding up in our water bodies and triggering dense algae growth, which depletes the water of oxygen and is harmful or can even be fatal to the organisms living there. This process is called eutrophication, and we see it happening on a large scale in the Gulf of Mexico from nutrients running off the land in the Mississippi River watershed. But it's also happening in the Great Lakes and in smaller bodies of water all over. And pesticides are created to prevent, repel, and kill pests, which include weeds, insects, and fungal diseases. In many cases, when pesticides are used broadly or over-applied and run off into water, they're also harming the beneficial non-target organisms, like the good bacteria in soil, pollinators like bees and butterflies, and aquatic organisms like fish, frogs, and turtles. So now I know a lot of people listening to this podcast are thinking, but it's the farmland. It's the farmland and pesticides used on farmland that's the real problem. Why should I have to worry about my half acre of lawn? That's, that's a great question. And it's true, agriculture is a significant contributor to the excess nutrients and pesticides that we're finding in the environment. But there are a few points I like to draw attention to when we're talking about agriculture. The first thing is that farmers are very knowledgeable about the crops that they're growing, and they have an incentive to apply minimal amounts of inputs like fertilizer and pesticides. They work really hard to find that sweet spot where they can add just enough to maximize yields, and then they don't want to add anything beyond that because that would be a waste of time and money and would cut into their profits. And the second thing I like to point out is that partners across the state of Illinois have been collaborating for several years to tackle the issue of nutrients. One of the outcomes of this effort has been a statewide plan to keep nutrients out of waterways, and it's called the Illinois Nutrient Loss Reduction Strategy. And this strategy outlines management practices for both agricultural and point sources of nutrients. Um, and a point source would be something like a wastewater treatment plant 
And the strategy was based off of the science, the technology, and industry experience brought in by the group that worked together to create the strategy. And finally, I think people underestimate how much turf grass is out there. There's an estimated 40 million acres of turf grass in the United States. To put that number in perspective, the state of Illinois covers about 37 million acres. So just imagine the entire state of Illinois as one expansive lawn of green grass. This is why educating homeowners and managers of turf grass is a major opportunity to decrease the runoff pollution associated with lawn care. Good point. So what can we do as homeowners to use less fertilizer and fewer pesticides? So there are several practices homeowners can implement to grow a healthy natural lawn so that they won't need to rely heavily on synthetic fertilizers and pesticides. Uh, today I'll talk about four main aspects of natural lawn care, which are nurturing healthy soil, mowing properly, watering efficiently, and then taking an integrated pest management approach. Uh, the foundation of a good stand of turf grass is healthy soil. In order to nurture healthy soil, the first step is to get a soil test. The Illinois Extension website has a list of places across the state where you can get your soil tested. And then based off of those results, you should only add what's needed and preferably from natural sources like compost or other plant and animal based products that contain the nutrients and organic matter that your soil needs. One free and easy to come by source of nutrients is to leave the grass clippings on the lawn when you mow. And you also want to be sure that you core aerate, which will reduce compaction of your soil and allow air and water to infiltrate deep down into the soil. After you've aerated is also a good time to top dress with compost. Um, and once you've established your healthy soil, the next important thing to do is make sure you're mowing properly. It's a simple thing and it plays a really key role in the health of your grass and fending off weeds. There are a few things you can do to minimize the stress you put on grass when you cut it. And the first thing is to make sure that you sharpen your mower blades. And now is actually the perfect time to do that right before the first mow of the year. Throughout the growing season, you wanna make sure that you're getting a nice clean cut. Otherwise, dull blades will shred and tear the grass, which can expose it to disease. One of the most important parts of natural lawn care regimen is to raise the blade on your lawnmower so that it's set to cut your grass to a height of three inches, which will promote deep root growth and will shade out weeds. And try not to cut off more than a third of the grass blade at a time. And like I mentioned earlier, rather than bagging your clippings, just leave them lay on the lawn. Uh, the next area to focus on is watering your lawn. And the key is not to overwater. Actively growing grass only needs between one and one and a half inches of water per week. So I'd recommend using a rain gauge or an easy alternative is a tuna can to make sure that you're supplying just what your lawn needs. And if there's rain in the forecast, you don't need to water. So pay attention to the weather. When you do irrigate, it's best done in one thorough watering rather than a light sprinkle every day. Watering less frequently allows water to soak deep into the soil, which encourages deeper root growth and improves your lawn's resilience to drought. The best times to water are early morning and early evening between 6 and 9 a.m. or 6 and 9 p.m. And that's going to reduce the amount of water lost to evaporation. 
And a final important consideration is that lawns can survive on minimal water during dry periods. If your grass goes brown, that doesn't mean it's dead. Dormancy is a natural part of the life cycle of grass in the summer or periods of drought. Applying just a quarter to a half an inch of water every two to four weeks can keep the grass alive until the weather improves. And finally, the last natural lawn care practice I want to mention today is integrated pest management, called IPM for short. IPM is a targeted and informed approach to managing unwanted weeds and insects. The basic premise is that you want to identify the specific pest you're facing and then correct the underlying problem before resorting to pesticides. Persistent problems with pests can be a sign of poor lawn and landscape health. Using an integrated approach like we talked about today, which includes um, building your soil, using the right plants, all can help stop the problem before it starts. Good advice. So where can we go for more information? For more information, you can visit lawntogreatlakes.org. And in particular, there's a really handy manual for homeowners that you can download called Sustainable Lawn and Landscape Practices for Communities. And that includes a lot of what I covered today and more. And there are also several Illinois Extension resources available online. As I mentioned earlier, you can find soil test locations throughout Illinois at extension.illinois.edu slash soil test. Um, and there's also a Lawn Talk website at extension.illinois.edu slash lawn talk. And I'd also encourage you to explore all the podcasts, blogs, and YouTube videos that have tons of great lawn and gardening information. Very good. For another edition of Spotlight on Natural Resources, this has been Allison Neubauer and Bill Wason. 